so let's, uh, in, in the meantime, let's keep learning Torah. So um, today's daf is daf Ayin Tes, page 79. We pick up from the bottom of Ayin Chesamud Beis, the very, very bottom line on Amud Beis at the two dots. All right? Zog the Gemara. Okay, we said in the Mishnah that when a person eats a Kayseves Hagasa, the size of a big date, a large date, Gasa means large, Kayseves is a date, on Yom Kippur, you are going to be Chayav. That's what we said in the Mishnah. Now, the word Chayav infers more than, it's not just forbidden but you're going to be obligated in a punishment. The particular punishment for one who eats on Yom Kippur is kares. Okay, so if we look back at the Mishnah, just for a moment, let's look back at the exact Lashon, okay, at the exact expression of the Mishnah. The exact Lashon of the Mishnah in Gimlam Beis was Ha'ochel Kikoseves Hagasa, one who eats the size of a large date, Kamoha, like it, uchigari nasa, and it's pits. All right? So, and then it says you're going to be chayv. What are you going to be chayv, Karis? You have to eat, what's the amount? The size of a large date with the pit in the date. Not a pitted date, but it's the measurement along with its pit. But the way the Mishnah writes it is a little, needs some clarification. Because it says, kamoha, like it. And it's date. So what's going on here? All right, back to our Gemara now on the bottom of Ayin Chesim Abbas. Boy, Rapapa, Rapapa, Esther Shaila searching for information. Kikai Seves Sha'amru, Ayin Tesamadalov, today's daf. This Kaiseves, the size of a regular date, Begarinasa, Ibeloi Garinasa. Does it mean with its pit or without its pit? Okay? Now, what's going on over here? What's going on over here is the, is the Mishnah confused us. Because it said, if you eat a Kesevah Sagasa, Kamaiha Begari Nasa. Does that mean that the size of a large date itself without the pit is enough? And if the pit is as big as it, that's also a problem. Okay? So, if you have a date and you have a pit, which one are, are, are we dealing with two separate things? A pit and a date. And if we're dealing with two separate things, which one of them in the measurement am I going to be obligated for eating that shear, for eating that amount? Okay. Says the Gemara, with, before we answer, by Ravashi, Ravashi asks another question searching for information. Etzem kisa'ir. The halacha is that a human bone, which is the size of a barley seed, gives off tomas mace. Biklipasa or biloikliposa? Okay, does it mean bone the size of the barley with its klipa, with its shell? Or is it size of a barley shelled, without the shell? Also, belacha ebiyavesha. A fresh, moist barley is going to be larger than a dried out, shriveled barley. So when we say that the bone of a human body is going to give off Tumah, we want to know first and foremost, does it mean, I shouldn't say first and foremost, but t- two questions about this barley. One question about the barley is, shelled or not? And question number two about it is, uh, dried out or not? All right? Fine. So you have two shilas. One shilas about the date on Yom Kippur, and one shilas about the bone 
of Tomas Mace. All right. Ravashi, let me buy the other puppet. Ravashi, who asked the question about the human bone, did not ask the question of Rav Papa concerning Yom Kippur. Because he says, Gasa Itmar, the Mishnah concerning Yom Kippur used the word Gasa. Gasa means large. And when he uses the word Gasa, that means, says Rav Ashi, it always means take the biggest amount, which actually is lenient. Because that means there's a larger amount that needs to be eaten in order to be high of karis. Okay? As big as you can get, as long as it's within the parameters of a date, that's the chiv. And Rav Papa, Rav Papa asked the Shaila about the date on Yom Kippur, did not ask the Shaila about the barley seed uh, corpse bone of Ravashi. Why not? Because a fresh barley is called shibailas. It's not called barley. And a date with the shell, okay, is called Sa'ira. A date without the shell is called Ushla. And therefore, if Papa says very clearly, according to me, he says, Papa, I don't even know to Ravashi why you're asking a question. When we say it's the size of a barley, of course it means a dry barley. And of course it means with the shell. Because if it was a wet barley, that's not called sa'ira. That's called shibailis. And if it would, if it would uh, not have a shell on, it would be called oshla. Okay, fine. So Rav Papa's got his question concerning the amount that is allowed to be eaten on Yom Kippur. Rav Ashi's got his question concerning the barley. Let's get into the possibility of answering these questions. Here we go. Omar Rava Omar Yehuda. Rava says, name of Rav, Rabbi Yehuda. Now, if you look on the side, there's uh, in parentheses, Rava's name is in parentheses. If you look at the Gimel, it's because there's a change to Rava. Okay, it's a different gear size. Whether this is Rava or Rava, or, uh, quoting Rabbi Yehuda. Kesefes Agasa Shomu. This Kesefes Agasa that we said in the Mishnah. Yeseira Mikabetza. Means a date that's even bigger than an egg. The Kimluhula Rabbonon and the Rabbonon established to Bahochi Miyasva Daite that the reason why this amount of a large fig, a large date, is the sheer, the measurement of eating, is because this is what calms a person down and removes the enoy. If you eat this amount, you have not been ma'ane, you've not afflicted yourself, but but if you eat less than the size of a large date, so this is fascinating, okay? What's fascinating is that you'd think, why not give the shear of a kezayis? Listen, kezayis is called achila. It's called eating. But what's interesting over here is that since the chiv of Yom Kippur is inoy, so you need a bigger measurement in order to be chayav karis, because eating itself is not a Full transgression. The full transgression is removing the inoy. Okay? Beautiful concept that the Gemara is establishing for us. Mesve, they asked the challenging question on either Rava or Rabba. Maisa, they There was a story. 
They brought Rabbi Yechidon ben Zakkai to eat a cooked food, Tavshil. They brought Rabbi Gamliel two dates, Udli Shalmayim, and a pail of water. And Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yechidon ben Zakkai said, Helom l'sukkah. Please bring all this food up to the sukkah. Apparently it was on sukkahs. And they didn't want to eat the cooked food and the dates with the pail of water outside of the sukkah. And we learned about this story. The reason why they demanded the food, the dates, the water, the cooked, uh, the top the, the, the cooked dish, the reason why they said it should be brought to the sukkah is not because halachically it needed to be eaten inside the sukkah. They wanted to be machmir on themselves. You know, even though you only need mamish, something that establishes a meal, a mezayinus, a hamaytzi, needs to be eaten in the sukkah. But we know that really the sukkah should be the new makam dira. Right? It's the new place where I live. So they want to be machmir on themselves to bring it into the sukkah. They were always careful. There are people who are makhbit on this. And it's not considered like a, a, a meshuganah type of Tzadik, And when they gave it to Reb Tzadik, he ate less than the size of a kibetza. He took it inside of a mapa, a handkerchief. And he ate it outside of a sukkah. Now here we're dealing with, they actually gave him bread. So he was eating bread that was less than a kibetzah. He didn't have water, so you hold, you, 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 your hand doesn't touch the food directly. He wrapped his hand and he ate it outside of a sukkah. And he didn't recite Bircha Samazah. Okay? Now, the Mepharshim here explained why didn't he bench? Because he was of the opinion that you only bench when you eat the size of a kibetzah, all right? When you eat the size of an egg, that's when there is a chiyov to bench. Okay, beautiful. Now, let's turn to Amad Beis. What's the question? Why are we talking about hilchah and the cooked dish, the pail of water, they come to Rav Tzadik, they offer him less than an egg, he eats it outside the sukkah, he didn't have a problem eating outside the sukkah. What's the guy anything to do with what Rava or with what Rava Rabba said earlier, so Gemara now wraps up uh, its its question. It says Gemara like this: It seems from Reb Tzadik, If he would have eaten the size of an egg, he would have been obligated to go and eat in the sukkah. Okay, now, fine. What's the question? If you're going to say that a big date is even larger, a large date is even larger than an egg, the size of a kibetza. We just showed that two dates are less than the size of an egg. Now we're assuming that whatever was brought to Rabbi Yechem and Zakai, where he dem- these two dates worth, where he demanded he goes to Sukkah Lechumra, was something that would obligate him to go to the sukkah. Okay, now Mepharshim explained that we're really dealing with meat, but that's we're going to get into the answer. All right, but we're, right now we're dealing with the measurements. Two dates without their pits don't measure up to an egg. 
Kesevas Agasa, one large date, Vagarinosa with its pit, me aviaserim ikebeza. Are going to tell me that that is even larger than an egg? Of course, Rabbi Yechemazaka's meat is larger than the shear of, of the kebeza of Reb Tzadik. Okay? And, uh, and therefore, even though Rabbi Gamliel ate these things, the combined measurement would still be less than an egg. You would not need to go to a sukkah. And how can you, Rabba Rava, we'll, we'll call it Rabba because we'll follow that, that girsa. How can you, Rabba, say that a large date is bigger than an egg? Not possible. Even two dates are less than an egg, you see, from this story. Again, Abicham and Zakai would not have been obligated to go to the sukkah for eating the two date sizes of meat. But of Tzadok, was Makbid, he only was right inside of the sukkah, he would have gone up. So why is Rabbi Yechemazakai only going up to the sukkah l'chomra? He should go up to the sukkah l'alacha. Um, Rabbi Yirmiya says, no, you got this wrong. And if any of us is bothered by the difference between meat and bread, right, that's going to be the obvious question because we know the halacha. All right, let's hold our horses because the Gemara at this point assumes that all foods are the same. But we're going to get to this in the answer. That's going to, one of the answers over here is going to be there's a discrepancy between, between meat and bread. Okay? And we'll get there in a moment. But first, Omar of Yermia, in, it's taka possible to have one large date with its pit be larger than an egg, while two smaller dates are not. That taka is larger. Omar of Papa, and Papa says, two kav of dates, When you have two kav of dates, really, you have one kav uh, of the of the hard part over here. It's referring to the dates usriach um, when it's uh, plus a little bit of more, plus a little bit more. Okay, Rava Amar which is what we're probably all thinking. Okay, very, very straight up, but bottom line, this is going to take us on to Hilkha Sukkah. What did the Gemara just answer? Shkoyach. Yeah, well, Shkoyach. Rav Tzadok was brought bread. Uh, if you, what you see, that he didn't go to the Sukkah less than a kebetza of bread. Rav Yechem, Zakai wasn't obligated for two dates. You see, two dates are smaller than an egg. He says, no. Rav Zakai was eating meat. There's no chiyav to go to a sukkah for meat. That's why there's no chiyav. Of course it's, of course it's uh, larger. Ah, if it's larger, if it's more food, why don't we do the sukkah? Because it's not bread. Bread and mezayin, you just got to go to a sukkah. Meat, you don't need to go to a sukkah. It's a hako. All right? That's the, the basic answer that was probably um, bothering us initially. Period. All right. Now, according to what we just said, if you eat fruit or something, or foods, a snack, that is smaller than the re- uh, required shear. You don't need to go to a sukkah. All right, let's get into hook a sukkah a little bit. Mezfei, they asked a challenging question. Amar Rebbe. Rebbe says, Kishayinu lemnim taira eitzel Rebbe Lazar ben Shamuha. When we were learning taira with Rebbe Lazar ben Shamuha, they would bring us figs and grapes. And we ate them, we ate them in a temporary way. We snacked on them outside of the sukkah. Now, one second. What were, what were they brought? 
grapes and figs. And why did they eat outside the sukkah? It seems because they snacked on them. Says the Gemara, Achilas Arai in, because you snack on the figs and grapes, then you'll have it outside the sukkah. But let's say I'm sitting down to a lunch of grapes or a lunch of figs. L'chaira, it seems, I would have to eat the sukkah. So over here you see that even fruit must be eaten inside the sukkah when established at a nice amount. So how can you say that fruit is not obligated to eat in the sukkah? The Mara says, Ema say, Okay? Anyway, we were allowed to eat it outside the sukkah. But we ate grapes outside the sukkah the same way anybody is allowed to eat a temporary meal outside the sukkah. Mamela, there's no question. Again, in the question we thought that the only reason why they ate grapes outside was because they were snacking, which is mashma, which implies if they would have eaten it as a meal, they would have had been obligated to go into the sukkah. And the Gemara's answer was saying no. The reason why they ate the, the grapes and figs outside the sukkah, the reason why that was allowed, is because it's always like a snack. It's not because we snacked on it. It's always mutri outside the sukkah the same way any snack is muttered to be eaten outside of the sukkah. Okay. Ibai Yisema. Or, another possible answer you can give is, Achlonum achilas keva. What they meant is, we ate grapes mamish for lunch. We ate the figs for lunch. Achlonu pas achilas arai ba'dayu. Chutz l'sukkah. And the bread, we were making grape sandwiches. But we only took one slice of bread. Yeah? So it was less than a kezayis. And we had one slice of bread, less than a kezayis, with the grapes, still was allowed to be outside the sukkah. I would say, listen, maybe the grapes should be mitztarif with the bread. Yeah, you're eating bread over here. Maybe that, that should obligate you to go to the sukkah. No, still, they're not obligated to go into the sukkah. So over here, what we're coming out with is, lahalacha, fruits, there's no chiyav sukkah. Even if I'm eating an entire bag of grapes or figs for lunch, no of sukkah. Okay. Says the Gemara, let's prove that this halacha is correct. If a person eats different types, different mine targimam, yotso, a person has fulfilled his chiyav. Now what is targima and what is yotza? So targima are like dips things that are eaten even without bread. And what we're dealing with over here is the chiyuv se'uda in a sukkah. On sukkah, there's, uh, on sukkahs, there's a chiyuv se'uda. All right, now we're going to see, there's a machoikas, how many meals you need to have. Is it only a chiyuv, is only obligation to have a meal the first night of sukkah? Is it obligation to have 14 meals, uh, you know, uh, one night meal and one day meal on each of the seven days? But we but we says uh, in the uh, it says in the brisa that if a person has mine targima yotza he fulfilled his chiyuv these types of foods of called targima he has fulfilled his obligation of a suuda okay um, and it's usually things that are like in the it's it's dips that are and and foods that are eaten we'll, we'll call it by the main course these are, these are like main course foods person eats things that are usually it's like at the mainstay of the meal, even without bread, you got your chiyuv. 
But if you're going to say that fruits need to be eaten in a sukkah, listni peirais, why don't we say that a person fulfills his chiyuv not only with tagima, but why don't we say a person fulfills his chiyuv with peris, with fruit? Yeah? Sit down. If there's a chiyuv sukkah, when do you have a chiyuv sukkah? When's the obligation to sit in a sukkah? When you're eating a meal. So if fruits obligate me in sukkah, that means the suda. If it's a suda, why doesn't the b'risa say you could fulfill your chiyuv suda with fruit? Instead it says, mini tagima. Main phase of the meal. Why? Call it fruit. The Gemara says, nah. listen closely, says the Gemara. My mine tagima, Paris. Tagima includes fruits. All right? That's, uh, that's one way to put it, because tagima is a broad word. It's a broad word. All right? And therefore, it could include even certain types of fruits that perhaps people do sit down to get sustained from. Or you could say, Maybe we're done with the city where uh, they, they didn't have a lot of fruit. And that's why we didn't mention it. Very practical type of answer. I, why not talk about fruit? All right, the conversation was happening in a place where they don't, you know, the, the fruits don't grow there. And they didn't have refrigerated trucking. And therefore they just didn't have fruit. So we said, oh, okay, how, should, how could you establish your meal? By, mine, uh, by using mine takim. Okay, period. We're now going to go back to Hilchus Yom Kippur and back to the two dots that we started out today again, the Mishnah quoted on Ayin Gimel Amad and this was the Dibur HaMaschil that we started on the bottom of Ayin Ches Amad we said that a person's obligated Chayav for eating on Yom Kippur Chayav Kares Ha'oichel Kikoseves Hagatz a person who eats like the size of a large date says, The large date that you're obligated for eating that measurement on Yom Kippur is smaller than a kibetza. Meaning, if I eat a kibetza, certainly chayev kares on Yom Kippur. Because I'm even chayev for a kibetza. Now previously, keep in mind, we learned the opposite. We said a kibetza is smaller than a kaseves agaza. So this Rav Zvid, this opinion of Rav Zvid is not following what we said earlier. Now says Rav Zvid, how do I know? How can I prove to you that a kaseves hagasa is a smaller measurement than a kibetza? The time we learned If you own the measurement of a kazayas of se'ar, of leaven, you are chayev. Kazayas, you're chayev for owning chametz. Um, you're chayev on, on a Pesach of Bayra, uh, Bayimatz. Okay. Chametz. What about chametz? You mamish have dough now, not just leaven. You mamish have real hardcore chametz. Bikikoyseves. That amount is a date. So a sa'ar, the leavening agent, is a kazayas. Okay? Now, let's just... It's been a while since we went through this sugya. So let's remind ourselves, what is se'ar? Se'ar is a yeast, but their yeasts really were um, moldy doughs that allowed other doughs to rise. So se'ar 
it, well, we'll call it like yeast, uh, it's uh, chametz concentrate. Okay? So, sa'ar, if you, is chayv, you have the size of a kazais. Chametz, which is, we'll call it the bread itself, you're chayv if you have a koiseves, the size of a date, And we said about this, my time at the Beishamai, what's the reason for Beishamai? Uh, so the Gemara says, the Torah could have only written chametz, I didn't need to mention sa'ar, the yeast, the leavening agent. I would say, if chametz, which is bread that has yeast inside of it, but it itself doesn't cause chametz and other things, is chayav be kezayis, even though it's not going to make other things into chametz, it's not strong. Sa'ar, so yeast, shechimutzai kasha, where it's mamish, you know, this is old, old, dull, mamish could cause chametz, like koshke, and how much more so should it be chayav by a kezayis? Since the Torah mentions both Sa'ar and Chametz, it's coming to teach you the measurement of this one is not like the measurement of the other one. Rather, Sa'ar B'Kezayis, the, the amount of Sa'ar, the, the, the amount that obligates you for owning on Pesach of Sa'ar is the size of an olive, the Chametz B'Kikoyseves. And Chametz itself is Chaya by its Kaisavis. Okay, now, these Sokadaita Kaisavis Agasa Shomri Yusir make a beitza, says the Gemara, to wrap up its idea. If you're going to tell me that a Kaisavis Agasa, a large date, is larger than an egg, Mechti, let's see. Beishamai Ashiura de Nafesh Mikazayus Kamahadri. Beishamai, all it needs to do, listen closely, there's a beautiful Chachma. All Beisham, according to Beishamai's logic, What's their logic? Let's remind ourselves. Chametz and Sa'ar need to be different sizes. Why? One's the root of Chametz, and one's something that became Chametz. Sa'ar is a cause of Chametz, and and Chametz is what's been caused. The cause of Chametz, we should be more strict about. And since the cause of Chametz, what was their logic? Since the cause of Chametz is a Kezayis, it must be that chametz itself is the size of a what? Date. But one second. Why a date? Why are you jumping to a date? If an egg measurement is smaller than a date, Beishamai should just say like this. Sa'ar is a kezayis. Oh, listen. But the bread itself needs to be a bigger measurement. Hmm. Instead of jumping to, a, to, to the size of an egg, they should just jump if, to, to the size of a kezayis. I'm sorry. Instead of jumping to Kaisevis, they should just jump to a, to a Kibetza, if it's smaller. Why are you jumping two steps away from Sa'ar? Just jump one step away. All you need, Beishamai, is that the measurements of Sa'ar and Chametz are different. If an egg is smaller than a Kaisevis, so then just say that Chametz itself is the size of a Kibetza. Listly kibetzim. Vinami ki adodim. Never gonna say that a kaiseves is a kibetza. Listly kibetza. You should have just said the word kibetza. Say that. Bec- why? So Rashi says because kibetza is the more common measurement. It must be that a kaiseves is smaller than a kibetza. Otherwise, why are you making the measurement kaiseves? You wouldn't jump two steps to, to, to cause the avera, to cause the chi of a bayra Says the Gemara, no, no question. You know why? Namai, where are you coming from? 
maybe we'll still say, a large date is bigger than an egg. Hastama, but a plain date is kibbeitz. We're not. Kaisebes is like kibbeitz, but we're saying kaisebes hagasa in our Mishnah. Kaisebes hagasa, that's bigger than an egg. But maybe a regular kaisebes taka would be the same. Vinami kia doesn't eat him. And if you're going to say they are the same, chadaminayu nakat beishama, you're going to say, ah, so why did you choose a kaisebes instead of a kibbeitz? I don't know. They had dates in front of them. They were in the mood to choose dates. I Rashi's point of whenever you use measurements, if a kaseves and a kibetz are the same thing, stick with kibetz. That's the more common measurement. Ah, for whatever reason, we switched over. We don't believe that's such a strong question. Over the bottom line is, Lapid the Gemara, we're sticking to our guns that a kaseves hagasa is larger than a kibetz, even though a kaseves itself might be exactly the same. Bottom line is, we have no proof. There's no proof. Okay. Says the Gemara. Ella mehocha. Rather, learn it out from here. Learn out what? So let's pause and get our bearings on what's happening. Towards the top of today's Amud, we had established that a Kaiseves is larger than a kibetz. The kaseves hagasa is bigger than an egg. The large date measurement is bigger than the egg measurement. That's what we said in the beginning. That was the original opinion. Rav Zvid came along and flipped it. And Rav Zvid is of the opinion that even kaseves hagasa even a large date is still a smaller measurement than a kibetz. That was Rezvid. Again, before Rezvid, we said a kaseves hagasa is larger than a kibetz. Rezvid is of the opinion that kaseves hagasa is smaller than a kibetz. We tried proving, Rezvid tried proving that he's correct. That a kaseves hagasa is smaller than a kibetz. Because when it comes to owning chametz, Beishamai puts Kaiseves with Kibetza, with the Sa'ar and the Chametz, and Mazbit. And we, and we wiggled out, we said, no, there we took Kaiseves, our mission dealing with Kaiseves at Gaza, and therefore you have no proof. All right? So, what we're trying to do right now in our Gemara, when we say Ella Mehacha, we're trying to find another source for Rav's vid to say that a Kaiseves at Gaza, a large date, is still smaller than the shear of a kibetzer. Okay, so what we're going to be trying to prove here is keseves hagasa still smaller than a kibetzer. Let's go. Let's try to prove that. Says the Gemara, Let's prove that, that Rav Zvid's opinion from here. Ad kama mezam. How much does a Jewish man need to eat in order to be included in a zima? Okay, be included We know that when you have three Jewish men up until ten, that's if you start saying alakenu. The halacha is you're eating as long as you're eating together. You planned on eating together. You expect to eat together, which is called mizuman. Mizuman means you're invited together, as opposed to just three people randomly eating in a restaurant at three separate tables. Do not make a mizuman. 
they're not really eating together, even though they're in the same room. Okay? But how much does, each per- does a person need to eat to be included and not only to be counted, but I ate this amount, now I'm obligated to bench in a zima. Okay? How much is that? Ad kezayis, tibir rebi meir. Rebi of the opinion, if you ate the size of a kezayis, you are obligated to join the zima. Rebi Yehuda Aymer, Rebi Yehuda says, ad kebeza. Okay? So you have Rameir saying, if you eat a kezayis, you're obligated to join a zima if one exists. If you're, there's two other people with you. Rebi Yehuda says, you have to eat the size of an egg. Now, says the Gemara, why is Rameir and Rebbe Yehuda arguing? What is the source of the Machlekes? Rameir Rameir says, we know the famous Pasuk in the Torah that we say in Birchas HaMazan, V'achalta, V'achalta, You should eat, you'll be satisfied, and you will betch. You will make Birchas HaMazan, you will uh, you'll bless HaKadosh Baruch. Okay? Now, what does it mean, V'achalta V'shot Yivrachta? Says Rameir, V'achalta Zuachila. You gotta have a status of eating. The savata, and you will be satisfied. Zushitia. This is referring to shasia, drinking. The achila Eating is a kezayis. Okay. So Rav Meir says, in order, all you need to be obligated to bench is fulfill the achalta. I. What about the savata? Savata means the only time a person's really satisfied when they eat is when they also drink. All right. Rabbi Yehuda Savar. And Rabbi Yehuda says, No, what does it mean you will eat and you'll be satisfied? It means, It's not enough to just eat and be considered eating like on Pesach night where you ate your kezayis. No. It's an eating that satisfied you. The Ezezeh, and what's the measurement of an eating, says Rabbi Yehuda, that satisfies a person? Kibetza. That's the size of an egg. Nobody's satisfied eating the size of a kezayis. You have to eat the, yeah, you have to eat the size of a kibetza. Okay. That's the machlekas between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda as far as Hilchas Zimun. Rabbi Meir says, everyone agrees, in order to be included in the Zimun, you have to be obligated to bench. So they're arguing about when you become obligated to bench. The mayor says became obligated to bench with Kezayis, Chalta Besavata, you eat and you drink. And Rebuda says you became obligated to bench with Kebetza. You're eating, you're satisfied. Okay. And it seems a little arbitrary that Rebuda is saying that satisfied is a Kebetza. Like he kind of figured that out. Okay. We're going to say that a large date is larger than an egg. One second. This is so gishmak. Hashto kebeitza sabuwe mispa. According to Rabbi Yehuda, when are you satisfied by your eating the size of an egg? When are you chayib karish feeding on your kipper? When you remove the hunger pains. And one second. If a kebeitza is smaller than a kesebe sagasa, so, I should be obligated as soon as I eat the kibetza. Yeah, the, 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 the person is satisfied, but, but 
they're, they're still be'inoi? Of course not. Avalav shmamino, it must be kasefes ha'gasa sh'omru pachas mikabetza. Kasefes ha'gasa smaller than an egg. And we're saying like this, a kasefes ha'gasa, I removed inoi. I'm not yet, doesn't mean I'm satisfied, but I removed inoi. If I keep eating to the size of a kibetza, now I'm satisfied. Kibetza mispah, the size of an egg is what satisfies a person. Kikoseves miyasva daita. And when you have a kiseves, that is not enough to mamish the sabata to satisfy you, but at least it removes the inoi. And therefore, says Reb Zvid, with a, a, beautiful, uh, a beautiful comeback, and we're going to hold it here for today, says Reb Zvid like this, Gishmat. Listen to this. This is, this is the clarity and everything. The lowest amount to eat, to be called eating, is a kazayas. What's unique about a kazayas? I ate. Okay. The next level up is the amount of kaseves hagasa. If I eat a kaseves hagasa, then I remove the inoy and I'm chayav karis. I ate. But you're not only chayv karis by eating. You're chayv karis when you remove the inoy. So then I ate kikasev esagasa. I removed the inoy and I'm chayv. The next level up is the measurement of a kibetza, says Rav Zvid, which is even larger, and that's the amount of visavata that obligates me on benching kavaldik. So each one, kazayis, is the, is the lowest, it's called achila. Then you have kikasev esagasa, which removes inoy. I'm no longer starving. And if you get to that level, you have karis. And then the highest, the, 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 the largest amount is the kibetza, which satisfies the person and obligates the person in benching. By the way, this Gemara, we'll end it here. We'll hold it here. But this Gemara is the source, practical halacha, of where everything starts from shiurim. All the shiurim that we have on Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur, right, is, uh, is based off of these discussions. In, uh, in the Gemara about what's considered Achila, what's considered Inoy, so on and so forth. Okay, Gavaldik, we'll hold it here for today. And uh, Bez Hashem, we will pick up from here tomorrow evening, same time. Um, hopefully not in the same place. Hopefully we'll be in Yerushalayim. But uh, we will pick up from Tanya, Bez Hashem. Have a wonderful night, everybody.